So they may have noticed just now when they were doing this, when they breathed in, the stomach is going in. Yes. And when they breathe out, the stomach is coming out. And uh, the bad news is that the listener, if you're doing this, you have not been breathing properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the good news is they have potential. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. I'm your host, Jody Krangel, and this podcast will discuss just how sound influences our behavior. I generally talk about this in the context of advertising and marketing, but there are other places this is important too. I really feel that it plays a much more important role in our lives than maybe we realize. So let's delve a little deeper. This is the first part of my interview with Cynthia Jai. My next guest has helped clients from 46 countries across six continents with their voices to speak with impact and conviction and engages and inspires people to embrace change and take action. She's been a professional speaker and coach for the past 18 years, and she's spoken to more than 20,000 audience members across industries from the world's top companies to government bodies and respected universities. Her name is Cynthia Jai, and you can find her at PowerfulExecutiveVoice.com. I get asked a lot about how to improve the sound of a voice, the basics of how a voice conveys its meaning, and how to make a bigger impact with the voice. For anyone interested in learning how to do that, and learning the science of how it works from a world-renowned expert, no less, this is the episode for you. Thank you so much for joining me today, Cynthia. I really appreciate it. And I know this is a topic that a lot of people are really interested in. It's been asked a lot. Uh, so, uh, I mean, first off, how are you doing? Is is everything where you are doing okay? Yes. Um, it's just that these past few days, the community cases, community cases, the number is increasing. So um, hopefully it was still be in control yeah yeah we're hoping but uh personally yeah personally i am doing quite well and uh i had my first hike of the new year two days ago oh nice (laughs) very nice well happy new year to you (laughs) yes happy new year to you too (laughs) (laughs) that's great yeah it's good to be able to get out (laughs) (laughs) so um one of the big reasons that I wanted to talk to you was because you're such an expert in how to improve a person's voice so that they can communicate better. And I mean, definitely how sound influences us is all about what this podcast is about. (laughs) So I always want to talk to people who have really interesting perspectives on that. And I, I love that you teach people this, but I'm curious as to how you got into it because it seems like kind of a specific thing. <laughs> yeah. So I have been doing this for the past, it's going to be 12 years soon. Mm-hmm. And the more I do it, the more I realize um, things are things were all lining up. So initially, it was because that I had some training in singing. Mm-hmm. And I also did some radio work when I was in college. But they didn't send me any clue that I was going to do voice training or coaching okay. until that I was working on my own speaking voice after graduation. So in my first job, I was not very assertive. 
And uh, so I was on my journey to become more assertive. And in becoming more assertive, I discovered the speaking voice. And that's where I got even more training on the speaking voice. Mm-hmm. And so when I was planning to start my own business, there were people asking me about voice. They said, oh, uh, how do I develop my voice? Especially for those who wanted to develop a deeper voice because my voice was deep. So they said, how do I develop a deeper voice? And then I realized, oh, this is not only something that I worked on, but also something people are looking for. So that's where I started. Yeah, yeah. And I I know a lot of people who are interested in improving the quality of their speaking voice. But what Mm -hmm. kind of an impact does that make? Like, uh, why is it so important? (laughs) Because especially last year, a lot of leaders, they realize that they need to develop, uh, they need to deliver their message in a way that sounds calming, that also conveys hope. And then they realize, oh, voice is important. Mm -hmm. But even before the pandemic, before the chaotic 2020, voice is important. And uh, most people, they are paying attention to the content. But it it, it is the content that conveys the message, that conveys the feeling, conveys the emotion. So if you only work on the content, it is half, half of the story. The other half is how your voice delivers it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because our voices are emotional. They're they're part of our emotional being. So we convey our emotions through mm-hmm. the yes. tone of our voice. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. it's important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm curious because I I know that you've looked into like the scientific way that this mm-hmm. works. How does how does that work? Yeah. Uh, scientifically, why, like, why do we like uh, certain voices more than others? Because um, voice is vibration. So when we are speaking, we are sending out vibration. And there are certain vibrational frequency that makes people feel uncomfortable physically. That's interesting. Like a very high-pitched voice. Yeah. Or a voice that's restricted, that's not coming out. And... The research has shown that people tend to respond more positively to a voice that gives them the relaxing, the calming feeling. So because that kind of frequency the vibration is sending out is making people feel more comfortable, more at ease physically. Mm Yeah. So that's from the scientific standpoint. Yeah. You mentioned the vibration, the frequency. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's all vibration. Yeah. You mentioned um, yeah. constriction. So uh, is that a yes. frequent problem that you run into with people? And, and how would that even happen? Yes, it is so frequent. <laughs> and uh, so one of the main reasons is the physical tension. Uh, okay. So whenever we have physical tension, then it is restricting the voice to vibrate. When we have tension in our body, the vibration is going to either stop or it becomes less optimal. Mm-hmm. And of course, that the physical tension is from the stress. Yes. Which 99% of the population is experiencing. So whenever we have stress, it is going to show up in the voice. And also a lot of times that people, because they are too tense, too stressed, 
And also a lot of people, they don't feel comfortable to open themselves up. And that's why that being authentic, authenticity is so much needed nowadays and talked about by a lot of people. Yeah, very because, true. Yeah, because when people are not authentic, the voice is going to be constricted, restricted as well. So how would you suggest people open themselves up? I know you teach people this. <laughs> and I know yes. that you've mentioned a lot about breathing. I, I did watch that yes. video. So <laughs> very interesting yes. video. Can you talk a little about yeah. uh, what that helps and, and how people can mm. open themselves up a bit? Yes. So one of the things, very easy, even if they couldn't breathe properly, that they can do is to sigh more. Okay which is, uh huh. so when we sigh, we are sighing out the tension. We're also breaking the pattern of holding the breath. So the voice is restricted. One of the key reasons is because that when they're speaking, they're, they're not using their breath. They're holding their breath and speaking like what I'm demonstrating right now. Yeah. And uh, so when we want to break that pattern, we can just make a sigh. Mm-hmm. And then... After that, they need to learn the proper breathing and also use the breath to project the voice. Because what we said, voice is vibration. The vibration is propelled by breath. When there's no breath, then your voice is going to sound like this. It's going to be very dry. <laughs> yes. And we see that happening in a lot of young people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting yeah. that you have a singer's background as well, because that, uh, you know, definitely helps you with breathing (laughs) yes breathing and emotion and emotion yes yeah so how did you learn that breathing technique because I know you mentioned that a lot of us sort of like forget how to breathe properly (laughs) yeah how did you learn that (laughs) I learned that first was in singing okay because when I wanted to sing for example even just lasting a long note I need to have enough breath I need to have the proper breath So that was uh, one of the first lessons on breathing that I encountered. And then after that, also that um, in some, over the years, in so many other practices, like yoga practice, uh, the uh, Tai Chi practice. Mm -hmm. So all these practices that I've gone through, it always has a part to cover on breathing. Okay. And can you describe what that breathing is? Because I know I've seen the video, but I know I know people listening sure. to this probably will not have seen the video yet. <laughs> yes, yes. So what I would uh, recommend our listeners to do right now is to take a deep breath. So we're going to assume the listeners are taking a deep breath. Okay. And most people probably will be doing... <sighs> uh-huh. And... Uh, so they're so sucking in their listener, stomach as they're breathing in. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So they may have noticed just now when they were doing this, when they breathed in, the stomach is going in. Yes. And when they breathe out, the stomach is coming out. And uh, the bad news is that the listener, if you're doing this, you have not been breathing properly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the good news is they have potential. <laughs> That's great. So what should they be doing? Yeah, the proper one is the opposite, which is that when we breathe in, the stomach, the belly should come out. When we breathe out, the belly should go in. So most people have been doing the exact opposite. And that's why that our life is also not going well. 
because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you've been doing the other way around. Yeah, that's so strange that we would learn to do that, though. How do you think people learn how to do it the wrong way? Like, why would that even be yeah, a thing? Well, <laughs> <laughs> one of the main reasons is because of tension, oh. tension in the body. Mm-hmm. So when we are, for example, when we are scared, we will be re- reacting in this way. <gasps> Our body is constricted. Mm -hmm. And uh, so all this tension, they have been accumulating. So that's why I like a saying. uh, It says that a biology becomes, no, biography becomes biology. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Okay, so what we feel. Biography becomes biology. Yeah, Yeah, okay. So whatever we experienced becomes our physical problems. Looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com audio-branding-strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website. And I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that too. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, that's really interesting. So the way that I really liked that you explained this in your video was that when you're a balloon deflating, you're losing you're losing form, I guess. <laughs> right? So so if you're breathing in and your stomach goes out and you breathe out and your stomach goes in it's like you're a balloon deflating <laughs> yes yes i like yeah, that that's right yeah yes really uh, interesting we can use that analogy yeah that that made yeah, it so in, work for me <laughs> yeah that's right because sometimes some of my clients they also get confused uh, so i will use the balloon analogy mm-hmm. which is that imagine your stomach your belly area is a balloon when you breathe in the balloon would inflate and when you breathe out the balloon deflates mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It makes a lot of sense. And it makes a lot of sense that it would support everything else, including the voice Mm. when you're breathing properly. (laughs) That's a good thing. (laughs) Uh, So when you're talking about a brand, because this is about audio branding, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, how would you um, suggest that a voice could be used for a brand of a company, like being a brand ambassador and and speaking on podcasts. How does that voice convey who the company is? Yeah. So I think, first of all, they need to be very clear that what kind of emotion their brand is conveying. Yes. Yeah. So I think as a voice over artist that you, you know that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so some of my clients uh, from the corporates and uh, 
they are the ambassador of their company. So they went on a lot of podcasts. So sometimes the HR will be sending their podcast episode to me saying that this is terrible. They are not <laughs> representing our brand. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a little, that's so a little then, disheartening. <laughs> yeah. So then I would be asking them, what is the emotion that your company want to convey to your customers? Yeah. So I think that using the voice that you must be able to convey that not only emotion, but also image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if your brand is a very laid back brand, like a lot of technology companies, then you cannot use someone who is sounding very serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then that's the opposite of your brand. Uh, or the other way around, where that your company is a very serious company and you're using a very laid back person to representing your company, then it also not going well. Yeah. 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 So I think be very clear about the image that your your company is standing for and also the emotion you want to convey to your customers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very good point. Uh, speaking of podcasts, <laughs> getting a little meta here. Yes. <laughs> How can someone improve the sound quality of their voice on a podcast? Because, I mean, that's partly what, what you're talking about, too, with the brand ambassador being on a podcast. Yes. Um, how could they improve the quality of their voice, change it to match their brand? Um, mm-hmm. Are there any tricks or tips that you have for people who are on podcasts who just want to do a better sure. job? <laughs> okay. So are we talking about the podcast guest or the host? Uh well, let's start with the guest. Okay. But I do want to talk about the host, too, because that definitely is a thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I think for the guest, um, it's also that the personal brand, right? Mm-hmm. So the personal brand, what is your brand? If your brand is um, serious, if your brand is light, is fun, then you want to make sure that you have that, mm-hmm. which is authentic. So being authentic is the key as a guest. Mm-hmm. And also um, the other thing is to be relaxed. That's a big because thing. The best yeah. voice, yes, the best voice comes from the most relaxed body. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, the two things I would recommend to the podcast guests, authenticity and uh, relaxation. And that sigh, that sigh can probably help a lot. <laughs> yes, yes. So what about the host? What can they do to improve how people are hearing and engaging, I guess? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's also the brand. So what is the brand for the podcast? The podcast could be, for example, some podcasts, they are uh, fun. They are light. Mm-hmm. And also that probably should be for the majority of the podcasts nowadays, because life has already been very serious. Yeah, we don't need any more. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so I think um, that's the key. We want to have a key key tone, key brand Mm -hmm. for the the podcast. So what is the, uh, the brand? What is the image that you want to convey to people? What is the emotion you want to have have people feel? Um, and so that's the overall for the entire podcast, of course, authenticity. And then also for each podcast, each episode, because for each episode, 
there are different guests, there are also different messages you want to convey. So the message may be, for example, for a particular episode, this message is serious. Then we want to make sure that we are conveying the seriousness. Yeah, and that happens in the tone of your voice, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So moving on from there, I know a lot of people, uh, the reason that this is such a popular topic is that a lot of people I know don't like the sound of their own voice. Yes. And they're, 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 you know, embarrassed to be recorded or they don't want to do any public speaking because they don't like the sound of their own voice. Mm -hmm. So do you have any advice for these people? Anything that they can do to improve? Uh, is it about the filter? Is it about the vibration? Is it about what they're hearing as opposed to actually what their voice sounds like? Or, you know, can they do something to improve how they sound? Yes. Yes. So they can do something to improve that. Now, first of all, before they improve their speaking voice, it is so common that 99.99% of the population, they don't like the sound of their voices. Mm -hmm. uh, some of my clients, they'll be saying, oh, when I hear myself in the head, it sounds very deep. But when I record it, it's not. <laughs> yes. Something must be wrong with the recorder. Mm. Uh -huh. <laughs> so then they started to blame the recorder. But that's not the problem. Uh, the voice you hear in the head and the voice that you recorded, they are the same, but they they are heard differently because they are vibrating in different medium. So when we're recording ourselves, the medium is the air, mm -hmm. which is the same as the voice that others hear you. So that's why I always tell my clients, if you want to know how people around you have been suffering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Listen to your recorded voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's the first thing, because if you don't want to hear it, then other people have been suffering from that. This is true. And uh, the second thing is that they can improve that, because um, the reason that the voice is not nice when they're listening is because it's not optimized. And when we are developing our voices, the speaking voice, we work on the breathing, we work on projection, we work on resonance. It is going to help you develop a much better voice. So some of my clients, once they developed their voice and they recorded again, they said, oh, I love this voice. <laughs> and they, start, they started to share with other people, listen to my voice. Uh -huh. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there is hope. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. This has been part one of our interview. I hope you'll tune in next week for part two. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available on all the usual outlets. Until next time.